1: welcome to drive-through sports with Adam and Paul today's Wednesday August the 18th I'm halfway through stop right there Adam gosh talk to me
0: August 19th my friend
1: what oh jeez oh this is <laughs> this is killing me man I I've, I've yet to get back in the groove I can't I can't get in the groove man I I don't even know what day. I mean, I know it's Wednesday. That's like a victory for me knowing that it's just Wednesday. It's just, just oh, man, I was telling somebody today, I was like, good grief. I, it, I can't, when I, I go into school and, you know, a lot of teachers have kids that are younger that are in school. So they got to stay home and try to do both. So they're not coming in, they're doing everything from home. Um, you know, so there's maybe 30 teachers in the building it's like, it's like a tomb. I mean, there's nobody there. It's like 30 people and the the custodial staff's there, but I mean, the clerical staff's there, but you know, they're in their offices and all the teachers that are there, you know, they're just hunkered down, man. And, uh, it's just, I don't know. Me and Terry went out to lunch today and, um, we were kind of just commiserating about the current situation and uh had all our meetings this morning, and uh fielded emails all afternoon from students asking us uh, asking us questions that we answered on Tuesday that they'd already forgotten the answers to, yeah, like what's due tomorrow um I'm pretty sure that was the last thing I said you know
0: hundred percent hundred percent
1: i mean is that a, is that a wall phone that's going off there is <laughs>
0: That's that's an old school rotary phone hanging is, up on my wall. You're exactly. That, right.
1: is, you got you got that you got extra long cord, so you can walk around your room.
0: Secretary is on break tonight, so um, <laughs> it's been an off night. So I'm just gonna have to let oh that. Oh
1: gosh! Out. Well, I mean, gosh, don't they know we're we're trying to put on a professional show here? I mean, gee whiz! But you know, while we're while we're uh, trying to figure out what the next move is for school and. Uh, I mean, we have a, we have a plan, but we're not going to go back. Once our elementary school goes back, we won't go back for another four weeks. So we've got to get those kids in schools before we can even think about a plan to return. Uh, cause that's, that's our staggered stage one, two, three or phased plan. So, um, I was in a meeting today and, uh, I was trying to be positive, Paul, you do, you've been proud of me. I was trying to be positive. I said, look, I said, guys, I got a sneaky suspicion that we're going to be back September 8th. And and they're like, no, no, it's going to be all semester. No, no, it's going to be all sem-. And then Terry is like, um, Adam, that's mathematically impossible. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, well, first of all, and then he reminded me of the phase plan. I was like, Oh, okay. Sorry guys. Just trying to have a little bit of ray of sunshine. And I just got destroyed. <laughs> just, just try to be positive, man. Leslie, Leslie's, you know, the last thing she told me today when I left to go, she said, Hey, just, you know, try to be positive, try to think positive, have a good attitude. So I tried to do that. And by, by probably 1030, boom, I was already, I was already destroyed and I had been, had been taken down a couple notches. So, you know, I, I I'm assuming it's the same way for you when you go in, it's kind of the hunker down mentality.
0: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm going in to do uh, the uh, the remote learning, but it it does get frustrating because you can't you can't be in front of the kids and you know and, and say something to them face to face. Say, hey, I need you to turn this in. I need you to turn this in. You know, you try to do it on Zoom, but man, once they leave that Zoom, it's uh,
1: I mean, it's over. You have no control over what they do, and yeah, it's like it's easier for me to say, hey, you know, remember on their way out the door. Hey, remember that you got to have these quizzes turned in by Friday or remember that tomorrow we're going to be going over this versus me saying it at the end of a zoom session and expecting them to remember it is not happening because two hours later, they're emailing me when I could have just told them in person, you know, if it had been in person, you know, so I'm fielding all these emails that are all the exact same. Yeah. What's due tomorrow? I just literally just told you that was the last thing I said. But anyway. Here we go. It is what it is. So let's talk some sports here because that will get us out of our doldrums, I hope. (laughs) So hot take number numero uno. Again, we want to encourage everybody to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Drive Through Sports with Adam and Paul, and follow us on Twitter at D3 Sports, as well as listen to all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, and Spotify and subscribe there as well. So you'll get alerts when we issue new episodes. So we would appreciate that. Um, So we've had some COVID outbreaks in sports as, especially at the college level, as students get back on campus, they're not social distancing, they're going to parties, they're going through rush. um, They're doing what basically we did in college without a pandemic and they're just continuing to do it. It is shutting down programs left and right. Notre Dame suspended practice today. They will probably suspend practice tomorrow. And uh, as you mentioned in the pre-show in our in our talks, uh, North Carolina is all virtual and has suspended fall sports. Is that correct?
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. Currently, and then uh, also we had a. Uh, Ole Miss is, uh confirmed that they had eleven positive uh, tests come back in, in. Well, they had thirteen total. A couple of staff members, thirteen athletes. Uh, so they, they do not sports specify where the uh, athletes uh, were from.
1: And, you know, you bring up Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin's trying to use this to his advantage. He's, he's, he's out there saying, hey, hey, transfer portal. All you guys in the Pac-12 and Big Ten that can't play, hey, let's, let's let them transfer to a place, <laughs> <laughs> Ole Miss, where they can play immediately he doesn't he if there's any coach out there that couldn't care one iota about the student student part of student athlete it's Lane Kiffin so he's trying to he's trying to use this to his advantage as best he can in advocating for the athletes so he's trying to get you know he wants to get some dudes from from Oregon and SC and you know Washington and you know some of these Big Ten programs: Penn State, Michigan, Ohio. You know, hey, come on down to Ole Miss. Yeah. Pack pack your bags, come on down.
0: It was funny that you know we'd mentioned in a, a show maybe a couple of nights ago how you know it would it would give out a junior varsity feel if they ended up playing in the spring if everybody went into the spring because you know the the major uh, NFL prospects would you know definitely be sitting out not to risk any injury and
1: it's already happening.
0: Oh, Lo and behold, Nick Saban went on ESPN the next day and <laughs> stole our thunder. And we even mentioned, we said, who is the person that can be the spokesperson for the SEC or college football? What do they do? They reached out to Nick Saban. Yes, ESPN may have more contacts than we do here at Drop Through Sports, but I I I feel we're making these calls as you know, as things are happening.
1: I mean Do you feel do you feel like your house is bugged? I think I think my house is bugged. because yeah, I mean, not? We're giving them the hot takes, and then they're breaking story like breaking the and, and
0: giving us no no credit at all. But that's no okay. props.
1: So what was Nick's Nick's take? I know no, I, he was the,
0: he was he would just you know he was just verifying what would we had mentioned that you know uh, there would be an, 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 a, J, a junior varsity football type feel if it did move to the spring. So. You know, he's right. We were right before he was right. ESPN (laughs) stole our thunder. But, uh, you know, I I think the SEC would – well, I I really shouldn't say. I was going to say if if somehow they got started and it got canceled, I don't think they would go back to playing in the spring, to be honest with you. I mean, there's just –
1: I don't either because you already have – there's already five top, top, big 10 guys that said they wouldn't play anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, top player, like first team selections that are like, Hey, we're not playing. Right. So, you know, the whole, we want to play rhetoric. Everybody assumes that everybody in the big 10 is with this. They're not. Okay. Um, so I think that's, that's an interesting thing to look at and to think about is just because you have a couple guys that are, premier guys that are speaking out saying we want to play. Not, not everybody is behind them in that, even at their own schools. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting situation. And again, it's very fluid. Um, but yeah, if you had something in the spring, I mean, come on, it, 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 it would be bad football. And I don't know what it's going to look like on September 26th, you know? Um, I mean, nobody knows. So, uh, but I did, there was some news out of the university of Georgia today that they are going to allow 20 to 25% fans in the stands, which equates between the hedges to between 18 and 23,000 fans. So then you get to the point, okay, who's that going to be? You know, how do you determine? I mean, they already have a student lottery
2: Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
1: So do you just allow season ticket holders and a certain amount of students? Um, I don't even think, I mean, they have more season ticket holders than that. Um, you know, so I would imagine each, each university is going to decide in the SEC how many fans can show up based on their capacity. Uh, but then you have another problem is who do you let in, you know, and who makes that decision. So, you know, the the, the COVID outbreaks that are happening, I think um, the reason why it got pushed, the season got pushed is they anticipated that once everybody got back on campus that this was going to happen. And, you know, if you were going to play the original games, which would have been what in two weeks from now, two weeks from this weekend, is that right? Under normal yeah. circumstances. Um, so, again, you know, they, they had that anticipation. And I think September 26th is about the best we can hope for. And hopefully, everything uh, sort of moves forward like we we're hoping that it will. And they're able to have that 10 game season. Now, the a- ACC has a non conference. Clemson picked up the Citadel in a non conference game. So, so, are they having. 11 games apparently and everybody else is having 10 looks like yeah I don't know so um but anyway um all right so we'll head on to our next hot take uh the COVID outbreaks in sports that's probably that could be a nightly thing that we talk about but we're not going to do that uh next next hot take um so we know that Ryan Tannehill signed long term for the Titans and they did draft a quarterback as you mentioned um The guy behind you, so he's your QB two. Yeah, tell our YouTube viewers who this guy is because I thought it was Peyton Manning.
0: Yeah, don't don't. People would love it to be Peyton Manning. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The new QB two for the Titans is uh, none other than uh, former Broncos great Trevor Simeon.
1: (laughs) I bet they got him for a uh, got him for a steal. Yeah, I bet they're making uh, making Denver stock their vending machines for a year.
0: Yeah. So, here's how it all came about. I think with the no preseason game situation, Cole McDonald, the uh, seventh-round draft choice out of Hawaii, did not really get to, uh, you know, showcase any of his game uh, play experience. Uh, First of all, the Titans have had uh, terrible luck with quarterbacks either uh, playing for Hawaii or from Hawaii, Okay. Uh, Marcus Mariota, never forget.
1: Yeah. Um, Plus Pac-12 in general, Jake Locker. Jake Locker, sure. Oh, my gosh. So, uh,
0: it's, it's been a struggle. So, um, I think the, they, the Titans realized as they're looking down and there you're seeing the big picture of COVID outbreak and what it would look like if Ryan Tannehill, who uh, <laughs> if he picks a positive uh, case up, what, how that just affects the Titans in general. Yeah. And so they, I'm sure, looked around and said, okay, uh, Trevor Simeon. And they brought in also um, Deshaun Kaiser. I don't know if you remember him.
1: From Notre Dame.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: He was with the Packers. Yeah. For a while. They, believe, they, no, the, the Browns. Browns, Browns. Browns. Yeah.
0: And they brought those two guys in. Simeon was the best of the two. They took the best they could get. But I think – just signing someone like uh, Trevor Simeon puts them a step ahead as far as what ifs with the quarterback situation. And the yeah, coach. because
1: you can't, you know, you've got, to, well, you've got one guy getting all the reps, and if he's getting the lion's share of the reps and he goes down, then you're in big trouble. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's another quarterback controversy or situation is the one going on in New England where they, where Belichick said he's going to, you know, possibly have, you know, a platoon situation at quarterback with, uh, with their three quarterbacks. Um, and, uh, with uh, Cam Newton and, uh, your boy, Jared Stidham and, uh, the other guy that's been there. I don't even remember his name. Uh, that's how inconsequential uh, he has been. Um, but, you know, so the quarterback, that, that's a definite. You know, can you imagine the Ravens if like Lamar Jackson tests positive? I mean, then you got, then you have RG3. You know, so you have to look. I mean, I don't even know who the Falcons backup quarterback is. Matt Schaub still? I don't know. Um, so you need somebody that's got some, some experience um, and has started some games. So I think maybe Simeon can help him out. I mean, you never know you never know. And then our next hot take, which I want to jump to because we both called this last night. And we both we both called the under and it was significantly that, under. Listen,
0: that was an easy win. I told it I told you it was a I, I yeah. It was the lock.
1: Yeah, that was a lock under right there. Because and and honestly, I wonder what the line is for the next game because if I was a betting man and it was two ten, I think I'd still go with it. Because the Lakers, and here's the thing <laughs> the, the Lakers, they got nobody that can shoot the basketball consistently. And if if you're gonna win, you I mean LeBron and Davis have to be great. Like they have to dominate. We're talking I mean LeBron had a a, a record setting triple double last night in the playoffs. And they lose. Okay, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Davis was I think eight of twenty four from the field, zero of five from three. Yeah, um, and they missed back to back on back to back possessions. He missed two free throws and LeBron missed two free throws when it was a tight game. Yeah, so you know we get back to that point you you mentioned last night. They have there's three and six in the bubble. They have not played a meaningful game since the Clippers game, the very first game, when everybody was – the opening game of the bubble. And so, you know, can you just turn it on? I mean, this series is going to be about them being great and dominating. And the other guys are going to have to hit some shots. I mean, LeBron had – he, he should have had about 25 assists, but nobody could hit a shot. I think the rest of the team from three was like four of 28.
0: Yeah, well, you mentioned two two important facts. One, LeBron had a triple-double in, in a loss, okay? Um, I think if I was a betting man, which I may be, um, <laughs> I would guarantee you that he will not be getting double digits in assists next game. He is going to take every shot he can and – if he doesn't, he's going to give it to AD. But other than that, everyone, just get out of the way because LeBron Ex- has had enough of this.
1: Exactly, exactly. If they're going to win this series, the only way they're going to win the series is if LeBron puts his shoulder down and goes to the basket because yeah. there's nobody that can guard him on the trailblazers. They, he was settling for jump shots, and then when he got in the lane, he was kicking it out to guys who can't shoot threes. Okay, that's not going to win them games. He's gotta draw fouls and get the get the Portland Trailblazers in foul trouble. Listen, Winyan Gabriel started for the Trailblazers last night. Former Wildcat, G League whatever, G League, D League, whatever. He started as a rookie in that game. And they and I, I don't know what the plus minus was with him on the floor. Well but they didn't but they didn't take it they didn't take advantage of it. Yeah, and, he was
0: he was plus 12
1: yeah i mean so (laughs) it's it was just a poor game plan going in and poor execution all the way around and anthony davis he has got to play in the post i mean he's got to be a five he can't wander around the three-point line he's got to play a down low block uh for them to have it for them to win um and, uh, and, and you got to – you know, the you know, McGee and Howard, you know, they played some decent minutes, but, you know, Howard's not who he was 10 years ago. Um, so it's, it's – just watching it last night, it was like you could see the whole thing unfolding, and it was like they're going to they're lose. And, by the way, they might lose again and again. And they might lose this series because they're not very good. Uh, in this in this atmosphere, because you got to think about this, Paul. No home, no home court. Okay, it's you're just it's like you're just playing a pickup game in the at the Y. All right, and a lot of these guys that might be role players on the Trailblazers that might tighten up on the road that doesn't exist. So they're playing loose. They got they're they're as as you have probably used this phrase. They're playing with house money, baby house money all night long so they're gonna they're gonna be relaxed they're gonna be loose and uh LA better win this next game or they're in serious trouble yeah yeah
0: well good luck trail good luck trailblazers
1: <laughs> yeah I'm rooting for the trailblazers I really am even, all right. even though I like AD but anyway all right so my next question here and our next hot take is betting lines, and I know I've asked you this before, but I still don't quite understand, especially with with the with the baseball, the 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 negative. You, I understand that the negative the team that's the negative two hundred and forty or negative one hundred and eighty is
0: the heavy favorite.
1: Is the heavy favorite? Okay, so if you're a negative, what's the difference between a negative one hundred and twenty and a negative two hundred?
0: You have to bet. 200 to bet 100 i mean to win 100 so it's costing you more because they're so they're so favored to to win so you have to ante up more money okay it's almost like if you get in the negative 200 you're you're you're
2: what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as fast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission at U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
0: Pretty much a, a lock. I mean, it would have to take something special to happen. Uh, you know, I'm glad you brought this up, Adam. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, so they did the um, uh, uh, uh thing where they did the uh over unders and then odds to win the SEC championships. Okay, obviously, I wanted to make sure that you knew that the Kentucky Wildcats were a plus ten thousand to win the twenty twenty SEC football championship. So
1: you what plus not, ten thousand
0: plus ten thousand. So you bet a hundred. On the Wildcats to win, you're
1: you gonna 10, win team
0: grand. Ooh. Now, here may be a here may be something more interesting, maybe another teaser. Okay, that's what we call a a long shot. Long shot. Arkansas is plus fifty
1: thousand. <laughs> the worst
0: odds. I, <laughs> uh, odds to win the SEC East. Okay. Georgia is sitting at uh, minus 140. So you would have to bet 140 to win a $100. Florida's even at plus 100. So 100 wins you 100. And then it's a tremendous jump to, to the next six in the SEC East. All right. Tennessee at plus 1400 Kentucky wow. plus 1600. Whoa. So there you go. Mm. And yeah. So the, and the SEC, SEC West Alabama is a, a uh, minus two forty, so and LSU's a plus three hundred.
1: Wow. Well, here's the so, thing, man. Like, think about this. You, let's say, you, let's say you put a hundo down on Kentucky at plus sixteen hundred, and the week before they play Georgia, um, their offensive line gets COVID. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, if you're a betting man, you're. I mean, this is like riverboat what? gambler stuff.
0: You may want to jump on the SEC school that has the best COVID bubble practices because they may be the team that is the healthiest near the end.
1: Listen, my money, my money's on Georgia. Because I know their their medical staff. I know their medical director. He's an athletic trainer. um, He's one of the best. And uh, I guarantee he is all over this. Um, and I'm sure the other schools have, have people that are good at their job. But I'm telling you, Ron Corson is the best. Um, I, they're going to manage it the best of any SEC team. Wow. Well, so.
0: If, if we knew anything about Arkansas, that would be <laughs> where you want to put your money.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm no. Uh, all I know is that, uh, yeah, that the guy Pittman, he, he is bitten off more than he can chew out there uh, because yeah. they are an absolute train wreck.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Do, do they – is it Felipe Frank's drafts for there or what – is that where he went? Arkansas? Arkansas?
0: Yeah. The uh, the Florida – former Florida yeah. quarterback? Yeah. I believe uh, – um, I believe so. Let's yeah. – uh, Wow. Let's, let's uh, double check. Yes, he is, yeah, Arkansas.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Wow. Um, just, uh, just extremely, extremely bad, extremely bad situation. So now I know, now if I, if, now I know if I, if I had any money, any, uh, disposable income, I would know how to handle it properly. Thanks to, uh, Paul Brees explaining that, uh, to me. Um, but here's my other question. If you're like with baseball, it's like a plus one, eight, why would you, why would you even? Why would you even bet on a team like? Why would you not bet the underdog every time? <laughs> Hi, I mean, not every time, but I mean, what? like within with baseball, it's different. I mean, anybody can beat anybody. Like, Seattle right. Mariners play the Dodgers, okay? And that line was, you know, somewhere it was like the Dodgers plus two forty, and Seattle's like minus one eighty or something. Well, um, the Dodgers beat them two to one last night. I mean. Seattle has the worst offense in the league, but on any given night, stuff can happen, you know, more so, I think, than any other sport. Um, but I don't know. What do well, I mean? I'm
0: going to give you my quick recap of this. your question. Scared money's lost money. And you're too scared to put $100 on the Mariners, correct?
1: Um, if they're playing <laughs> the Dodgers, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you want that long shot money, you're going to have to uh, be scared. <laughs> want that big payout, right? Uh, so that's yeah, why everybody goes with the sure thing.
1: Oh, brother. And
0: that's why brother. the baseball odds are really close. So, you know, a -120 and a and a +120 are pretty close, okay? So th- you know, when you that's why I say anything over 200, you're starting to get a, a, a skew of uh who's really the favorite.
1: Yeah, and another thing too is obviously you could bet that or you could bet over under, which is just the runs, okay? Yeah,
0: that, that well, that's definitely a. Uh, I mean, okay. So for that's, example,
1: that's that's a literal crapshoot.
0: Yeah, that's a big time. So, like for example, in football, you, it, it you feel like you have a pretty good idea. You got weather, you can kind of predict. Uh, you you can you know uh, see the, see the ranks of uh, the offenses and defenses and how they've played the last few weeks. You know, in baseball, hey, just because uh, you know, you know, the Padres scored 14. Are they going to do that? You know, week night in, night out. I mean, you yeah. know, in football, there's a team that averages p- over 30 points a game. Yeah. Uh, in the last couple of years, I've really uh, jumped on the train of the over under on like the Memphis Tigers. They uh they score a lot and they give up a lot of points.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And so. That is a team that you know I kind of look to. Just to give you an idea.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: That's my over and under take for the night.
1: Love it, love it, great stuff. All right, this one, this one is one. This is your story. I'm gonna let you run with this one. Your
0: well, boy. Listen, I got to tear my. eye. I got to tear my. Eye. I listen. First of all, you got to understand Dave Portnoy, the uh, founder and CEO of Barstool Sports. Uh, this is a guy I didn't really know uh, about a year ago and only began transitioning to finding out who he was through his pizza reviews. Okay. And if you don't know, he, he's based out of New York and he go, and of course New York city has, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of, of pizza places throughout the city and yeah. in, in the outer skirts of the New York area. And he does pizza reviews. Okay, he does them with uh, you know he has special guests. Um, you know, then he sometimes when he's going and traveling, he'll do some like uh, he's ventured into the NASCAR game. And so when he's going to NASCAR events, he'll hit some pizza. Anyway, long story. So that's how I kind of followed uh, Dave Fortnoy. Now, when qu- quarantine hit, he uh, he was doing. Unboxing. So he was telling people, hey, send him. I mean, because there's a big time following of, of Barstool. And he was telling these people, send him, uh, you know, stuff and I'll promote it for your businesses. Okay. Um, and the unboxing got out of hand. I mean, he would have to hire uh, merry maids or, or some, you know, kind of cleaning service to take the boxes out of his apartments the UPS guys and the FedEx guys, you know, uh, were just done with it. So, I mean, he did about an estimate of about 30 of those unboxings and a lot of people benefited from those unboxings because, you know, he gave a shout out, he would unwrap it, you know, and they would provide information about it, but he would get a lot of, uh, of gifts. And then he eventually gave those gifts out to, uh, you know, uh, homeless shelters and stuff like that. So anyway, and 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 then also during this quarantine he did a lot of frozen pizza uh
1: reviews, yeah. where he cooked the pizza <laughs>
0: and stuff. You know, he's pretty ingenious guy. Uh he is definitely an an anti-covid uh coronavirus guy. Um and <laughs> right now he's 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 not he's he's teetering with the covid and he he, he made a uh a video. He calls it a state of the union, uh, because you know whether you like him or not, Dave Portnoy is one of the you know the few people inside the sports world who have interviewed uh, the president Donald Trump during this quarantine time. He literally yeah. he went to the White House and interviewed him. So, uh, you know what? Uh, you know I wish him the best. I know he's going to pull through. He's probably already said it. A hundred times he's already beaten COVID eight times. This will be the ninth time. So uh, good luck, good luck to him. I just think he's a, a an ingenious character. Does a lot of day trading, uh, and that's where he kind of makes his uh, uh, real money. Right, uh, the barstool thing is just you know is there. So they call him Davy Dave Trader, and uh, he 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 does well for himself. So he he's got a lot of invested money in pin gaming and.
1: And, uh, and they just he just they just launched an app where you can uh, download the app and you can you can actually bet on like guys at Barstool, like playing jenga and ping pong. Have you seen this?
0: I, I have seen the ping pong. I've never seen the jenga. That is funny.
1: <laughs> but I mean, it's again he 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 comes off as this really arrogant arrogant guy or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, he's definitely entertaining. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, you know, who would, who would have thought to, uh, to instigate some sort of betting apparatus or app, um, where members of your company are playing board games and you're betting on who's going to win. And if you win, you actually win real money, like $500,000. Yeah. Know, oh, I mean, uh, so it's, he, is, he has tapped into a market. He's, ta- he's seen a need um, because in these times, we need to laugh. And he's, I think he's tapped into that. The first time I ever saw him was when you you said, hey, man, he just he just did a pizza review in Lexington. You got to check it out. And I was like, what? So I did. And he got kicked out of the, <laughs> some place That's- in Lexington. And he's like, hey, this guy's kicking me out because their pizza's not very good. It's it's cool. well
0: well yeah. Let me take let me tell you the backstory. I, I did did some research on that thing. He got the pizza and he usually stands in front of the front of the restaurant or the place yeah, and does yeah. review. And apparently, this guy, a, a worker at this restaurant, was not happy that he was filming in front of the restaurant without permission. And you know, I, I'll just say that it probably didn't end well for the restaurant because. uh you know, the power of Portnoy, right? Yeah. I, uh, you know, he just said 0.0 and threw it on the ground or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. It yeah. was definitely, it was definitely, uh, definitely a, uh, a timeline you know, event for Barstool. It was pretty, pretty you know funny. how we
0: say we, our, our market is the 30 to 50 or whatever, 30 to 49 yeah. range, uh, Portnoy and the boys at Barstool, man, they have tapped in the college kids and, and uh, you know, up to early thirties. I mean, and they, uh, you know, they, they call him a cult leader. Right. So, yeah. I mean, this guy has, has found that market and just taking it and, you know, full steam ahead.
1: Yeah. So hope that he, hope that he gets feeling better. We all, everyone here at drive through sports wishes him nothing but the best moving forward. That gets us to our human interest story, Paul, which is your brainchild as, um, you've obviously got one in mind.
0: Well, let me, let me just uh, suffice it and say this. Uh, ever since you've, uh, started your, uh, soft drink reviews, um, (laughs) I thought to myself, what was, what is the worst fast food drop through line? Uh, you know, you just know that it's going to just take you forever or there could be a problem with the order. Um, and, you know, obviously we could all sit here and say Chick-fil-A, right? That would be just the obvious guess.
1: That's I mean, the obvious two one.
0: Two in the afternoon, it's around the block. I mean, you feel like you've you've picked a time where it's not gonna be crowded.
1: All right. But 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 in their defense, it might be around the block, but it goes fast. Yeah. So yeah. they're out. Yeah. To me. They, I I didn't even think about them because yeah. they're efficient.
0: Well, that's the old judge a book by its cover. When you pull by and you go, "Oh my goodness, I can't!" I'm not
1: waiting. Yeah, I'm not waiting in line. Uh, yeah, but
0: Chick Fil was not mine.
1: But anyway, for those of you that are not watching, you're listening to this. We are we are rating the worst fast food drive through line, and the worst, as Paul said, in terms of time consumption, not necessarily product. No, in time consumption,
0: okay. and, and it'll be funny if I say mine and you you say yours and it's the same thing.
1: I mean, I, I know you have one locked in. I've got one locked in. I do. Are you ready? On, you we go, I'll we'll, let you go first. All right. Three, two, one. Let's, Are we doing it? Let's, let's do the same three, time. Three, two, one, then do it. Okay. All right. Ready? All right. Three, two, one. Arby's. Shake it, shake. <laughs> oh. Wait, you said Arby's? I said Arby's. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay, man. Look there's an Arby's right down the street from me. It's like three miles from me. It's brand new. Um, I don't know what it is. It just takes forever. But I think I think I've figured it out though. It takes forever because it, and I don't think it's the fault of the uh, workers. I think it takes forever because it's the customer's fault. Arby's has so many choices (laughs) that it's not like, it's not like McDonald's where you go up and I'll get a, get a number one with a Coke, boom. And you're onto the pay window. You know what I'm saying? Right. People that go to McDonald's drive through, they already know what they want. People that go to Arby's, dude, they take one look at that menu and they're like, Oh my gosh, market fresh sandwich. Oh, they got Cubans. Oh man. Oh, Philly cheesesteak. that bet that would be good. And then somebody pipes in from the back. Oh, they got it. Oh, they got Italian. That's probably pretty. So I want curly fries. No, but let's get, I mean, I guarantee it's the, it's the individuals that are ruining it for everybody in the drive-through line. Because when you go to Arby's, there's so many choices. And then I'm don't even get me started on the milkshakes. Am I going to get a drink or shall I get a milkshake instead? Because their milkshakes are out of this world. So I don't blame the staff. I blame the customers for taking too long because there's so many choices and they're all good. They're all good to me. Um, so that's my, that's Arby's is my worst fast food drive through line. Um, but it's not the fault of the employees. I put it all in the customer.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, I, do you guys have a cheesecake factory?
1: Uh, yes, but I've never been.
0: Okay, it's like a twenty-four page menu. Yeah,
1: oh my so I, I, I understand where you're coming from.
0: Um, I picked Too steak much, man. I picked steak and shake.
1: Do you guys have steak and shake down there? We we do have a steak and shake. It's actually right by the uh, the the Taco Bell Long John Silver's combo.
0: <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> that that tr- that just the just the uh, demographics of what you uh, provided right there just tells me that. Anyway, all right, enough. Steak and shake. It's. I don't think it's. I know the reason why it takes long. It's not because of the menu. It's not because of the people. It's because of what's going on inside. All right. <laughs> so if I'm not, cor- I may be incorrect, but so they have a dine-in portion and a drive-through. Correct. I am pretty sure that the dine-in workers are also trying to cover the drive-through party. <laughs> And it is a hot mess. Now, granted, Adam, granted, every time I get it, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. It's made to order. So, and that may be also an additional time um, deduction is the time it takes. But if I'm getting a milkshake, I shouldn't have to sit there 20 minutes, you know, know, (laughs) sucking in the fumes of, of the cars around me. Anyway, Steak and Shake, it's a thumbs down. Even when you go inside, it's a thumbs down. I'm-
1: yeah, the, the steak, Yeah, you're not going to Steak and Shake for the fast service. If
0: you're um, going to break up with your girlfriend, don't go to Steak and Shake. <laughs> <laughs> <It> takes, <laughs> you're
1: not going to exit. Go to the drive-thru of McDonald's.
0: If you're there, you go. there you go. <laughs> All right, that was it. Oh. I loved it. Human interest story. Stay away from it.
1: All right, we love ending on the human interest story. We appreciate you guys tuning in for this latest episode of Drive Through Sports with Adam and Paul. Again, encourage you guys to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our Apple Podcast and Google Podcasts, iHeart and Spotify. Subscribe to those things so you get notifications. And for Pete's sake, follow us on Twitter. Some great stuff. We've got some great content out on Twitter at D through sports. Um, we've had some great interviews here the last month or so, uh, check those out on our YouTube channel, check them out on our podcast. Um, and, uh, as football season ramps up again, we hope to have some more. We're going to have, uh, a couple of interesting interviews possibly next week that we'll be shooting out to you guys. We'll we'll, uh, be advertising those in advance. Um, and I'll let you know what those are early next week. But for tonight, and for Paul Brees in Brentwood, Tennessee, Adam Freeman in Atlanta, Georgia, you've been listening to Drive Through Sports with Adam and Paul.
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.